you 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 look good too. <laughs> hey, your mama's so beautiful. She passed her jeans on to you. Hey, yeah. yeah. Your mama's so smart. She raised you to be an independent woman. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, mama's so mean. They don't give her happy meals at McDonald's. Oh. She said positive. Nah, 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 nah. nah. Wait, I like this one. Yo, mama's so old, she walked out of the museum and the alarm went off. I agree. Bro. My mom is really old. Your mama's not that old. How old is your mom? She's like 92. Shut the fuck up. Your mom is not fucking 92. I I think she's like 71 or 72 or some Mm -hmm. shit like that. No, she turned 70 already. That was the day Ata got really fucked up at that fancy place. So she's got to be like 73. No, that has to be her 60. Man? 72. She's 72. Your mom is 72? She's turning 72. I would never guess that your mom is 72. Damn, your mom's 72? That's wild. So, oh, welcome to High Table Talk. Welcome, welcome. This is Megan. This is Paula. We have a special guest. Her name is, we call her Lan. But other humans call me Leanne. Americans call me Leanne. But the white people call me Leanne. (laughs) Caucasians call me. Oh, we also have an audience. We have a live audience today. Woo! Um, Hey, live audience, what's your name? Live audience is Talia. Hi, Talia. Hi. Do you have mama trauma? I I have a Virgo mom, so yes. Wow, what a great day for you to be here because we are talking about the mama trauma. Woo, what a great day to be mama here. Mama trauma. Woo. So um, our guest is Leanne slash Leanne. Um, how are you, Leanne slash Leanne? <laughs> Leanne slash Leanne is doing well. Wow, great, great, great. Uh, what did you do today, Leanne slash Leanne? I got to play DD for the first time for Pola's birthday brunch, and Woo! it was the experience. I saw a lot of crevices, and <laughs> I and now I'm here. Like I'm not Whoop What are we talking about today, co-host Pola? We're talking about mothers. Oh, mothers! You wanna talk about mothers? mothers? Mother's so old, her breath that comes out like powder. Your mother's so dumb. She ordered a Nisois salad and she called it a Nicoise salad. Am I right? <laughs> Guantalamela. Guantalamela. So, moms. Yes, so moms. Mom figures. What moms and mother figures. What about them? There's a lot, like a lot about them, who they are, what they do, what example they set, Ooh. yes, how they influence you, yes, and how for some of us has ruined you. Oh, ooh, goddamn, <laughs> spice, <laughs> bringing in. Can the anyone spice. be a mother figure, like regardless of relationship <laughs> or gender? Can anyone be a mother figure? Yes. So we shouldn't gatekeep moms. Well, I say no. Or I, I said yes to everything else because I was thinking how I think my first experience of maternal love came from Pola. <gasps> Thanks. Oh, and stop. look who's acting like the mom now these days. I know. Uh, 
Are you kidding me? I'm still the mom, but I'm a cool mom. Not just like a regular mom. Do you want some snacks? Some condoms? <laughs> You're so mommy. Mama Paula needs her cafe. What makes a good mother figure? Because, you know, you mentioned like some moms cause trauma and shit like that. So what can a person do to be a mother figure that isn't trauma causing? I think what makes a good mother figure is someone who is attentive and thoughtful, spelled as T-H-O-T, thoughtful. So this episode of High Table Talk, Megan is the one who took the edible. Pola is I'm still- fucking drunk. I'm fucking drunk, bitches. I'm fucking drunk. And I, knowing myself, I shouldn't, I should not indulge in edibles because I'm fucking drunk. Bitch, why are we so mad about it? Mama Pola, very Aries. Mama Pola, <laughs> and Leanne slash Lion is sober because she was VD. So Mama Pola likes to get fucked up because you know every mama needs to you know let loose once in a while. So Mama Leanne slash Lion came out today, and she don't come out like that because you know she got that ass shaking. You know sometimes. Which, you know, moms can do. I found my pen. <laughs> do you want a nibble? Yes. Are you sure? Mama yeah. Leanne is a role model to children. Okay, Mama Leanne, can you hold the mic? Talk, talk about mama figures. Well, talk if we're speaking mother figures, figures, we're not talking about our own mothers, right? No. You're a mother figure, I mean, technically, to your children. You're so a mother your students. figure. And you're students. students. Yeah. yeah. And your pet, I thought you said to your ex. Oh, I said pet. We don't want to be mommies to our men. No. No. Thank you. Because when you become a mommy to a significant other, it's time to go. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mother figures. What do they do for you? They give you what your mother can't. Or or, Or not necessarily what your mother can't. What she doesn't. What she doesn't or in addition to right because i feel like i have a mom who is very kind and you know caring but i also have mother figures who act like that too fair it's it's a community it takes a village (laughs) so these gummies were in john's car (laughs) are you sure they weren't in his pocket (laughs) But it was a hot day. It was one of those days where it was 80 degrees. Yeah, they look like they got, like, back pocket love. And I literally, <laughs> I just opened it for the first time last night, and I literally texted him. I was like, bro, how do I eat this? He goes, just take a nibble of it. Back pocket love. That means heated and heated. You sat on that <laughs> shit with your hot ass, brother. Yeah. <laughs> bro, that's a huge piece. That was not a nibble. That was a full That bite. was a huge piece. Oh, my God. She's taking another. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Bro, each gummy is already like 100 milligrams, and they're all melted together. Uh-oh. She's going to have the whole thing. I'm done. Oh, my God. The highest table talk you've ever had. It's my birthday. Three, four days ago. Technically. I'm 31. I'm glad to be 31. I'm glad to be 31 and not killed myself yet. Oh, my God. Very positive. Honestly, felt that. Yeah. So I don't think that your mother figures should be the ones or are the ones who necessarily give you what your mom doesn't give you. I feel like 
you know, your mom and your mother figures can give you both in different ways. Like, they have different ways of showing that they care about you. And sometimes I feel like you're a lot closer to your mother figures because they're not your mom. True. Yeah. No. I feel like if you call someone a mother figure, though, it's because they are demonstrating something parallel to what a mother should do. Or, they, I don't know, they could also be, like, incorrectly taking that role. What do you mean incorrectly? Like, if someone comes, like, you have a figure in your life, whether, like, let's say it's an aunt, and then they act all motherly to you in, a, in like, an authoritative way. So they're trying to be, like, a mother figure, but you didn't ask for it. Oh, that's very true. But I feel like also some mother figures, right? So my mom, right? She is not very lenient. <laughs> my mother figures let me get away with a lot of stuff. <laughs> right? So I feel like sometimes it, it is what you said. So maybe I agree with you. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I mean, I feel like by definition, a mother is someone who cares for their young. That's like the simplest version that I can think of. And I feel like you can mother to your friend group or you can mother to yourself. I like that you said mothering yourself because I feel like the way we mother ourselves are the ways we've always wanted to be mothered. And in contrast to that, when we self-sabotage ourselves, it's the way an older figure could have treated you that makes you think that that's how you should be treating yourself. Mm. Whether it comes from a mother, it could be a father, but any type of like authoritative figure, I would say. Because I, I don't know, I feel like a mother's duty is to make sure that their young is taken care of. And, you know, when you're being taken care of, what does that look like to you? Everyone has different definitions. Yeah. My mom thinks she took care of me because she was financially our provider, Mm. but emotionally did she take care of me? No. Mm, That's good. That's good. Different definitions. And then if I said that I felt she didn't take care of me, then I would be deemed as ungrateful. Yeah. No, because honestly, like, reflecting on it, I thought that I had what a mother was supposed to give, but I'm realizing as I'm getting older that I, I really didn't. And I think that's why... I have my toxic traits and I have my red flags because of the things I lacked as a kid. Like a lot of the times I've noticed that I attract partners who are emotionally unavailable because not just putting it on my mom, but like my mom was like that figure in my life that really took charge, whereas my dad was kind of like the wallflower. So I feel like my mom was the only person that I really had to look up to to have that kind of figure in my life, that role model. Like you saw it from her rather than... Yeah. Yeah. And what I learned from her is that she always felt like she needed to take care of everyone. And I feel like that's what I try to do now with you guys, is to just make sure that everyone's good, everyone's taken care of. Whatever means that is, financial, mental, physical. Fair. Yeah. I don't know. But you do know that, although you do that, and we do love you for it, but you know that that's, like, not your responsibility. You don't ever have to feel bad if you don't take care of us. You know, like, yeah. for us, like, that's a plus for us to experience. But, you know, everyone, I feel like it should be a, a known thing that everyone is responsible for themselves, their feelings, their actions. And to blame someone is to just project whatever is hurting inside of you. And it's... 
mm. something that just needs to be healed. Yeah. Talking about, like, you know, your the way your mom has parented you, do you feel like it's changed from when you were a child to now, or do you feel like it's more of the, less the same? I think it has changed a little bit. I mean, ever since losing dad, I feel like I've suddenly had to become, like, the parent within the dynamic because my mom, I don't know if it's, like, if it's just me or if everyone experiences this as they get older. I just feel like mom has suddenly become the child and I have become parent. <laughs> what about you, Leanne slash Leanne? What's the question? Because I was trying to see it from her perspective it, and in terms of how she feels like the adult taking care of her child mother and I think it's just like it's unfortunate role reversal because I think the point of people being put onto this earth is to become their own person and learn how to take care of themselves as an individual girl family if, if that's what they want but I think ultimately like in our generations our family members don't know how to take care of themselves and they age with the expectation that their child will take care of them when I think objectively that's not fair Wait, so going back to, and I agree with you, but going back to how now as an adult, like, you feel like you're parenting your parent, do you feel like that grief is a, like, the way she's grieving is a result of the way your parents parented you, like, like if there was a difference or the role that your mom took? Because I'm thinking of it in my perspective, because you mentioned, like, mom, your mom had taken off that taken on that role as like that caretaker the primary breadwinner and all of that right mm -hmm. but like my parents were very very equal on that front like my parents were so uh -huh. equal my dad worked during the mornings and took care of us at night mom took care of us in the morning or really like den because we were at school and den wasn't in school yet and she would go to school uh go to work um for me i just know i just remember my dad being home all the time and then when it was time to pick up my mom, I would sometimes go with him to pick up my mom. So my mom was the one working more than my dad. It didn't it did not feel balanced for me because mm -hmm. instead of the man expected in our society to be the one to be the breadwinner, it was my mom as the breadwinner. So for me growing up, I guess that's where my masculinity comes from. Me feeling the need to go after what I need to do to provide for my family. And my dad was just kind of like the wallflower. Yeah, because because you didn't have that balance, right? And that's, I don't know, yeah. I'm trying to find like a connection between like why you might feel like you're parenting now your mom. Yeah. Because I don't feel that way after dad died. Because like I, I think for me, because there was a time where I moved out of my house and lived away from them that it was literally just my mom and my dad and my mom she is a princess <laughs> and my dad being my dad literally waited on her hand and foot Aww. and so when my dad unfortunately passed it's now become me and my mom but I'm not my dad so I don't wait on her hand and foot and I'm me in in the sense of, I'm there for my mom, but I don't wait on her hand. But 
But I think that's also because you're developing into your own person. You don't want to do that. But if you were still in a place of trying to appease her out of people pleasing and insecurity, I think you would have. Yeah. 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 So, like, that's, like, I commend you on that because that's a sign of, like, your individuality, like, coming through. Because, like, being able to break out of that codependency of, like, if I take care of my mom, I know she'll love me, then I'll be okay. But you're kind of, like, hey, my mom's going to love me or not, but I'm going to do what I want, and that's up to her, because that, that isn't, like, in your control. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like also, like, because I also went away, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like the relationship between my parents was very different because my dad made her do her own shit. He was like, no, you're getting your license because I'm not driving your ass anywhere. So, like, she got her license, and, like, she was working a lot. And I know for us it's a very matriarchal, like, familial dynamic like a lot of the women in our family are very much the breadwinner yeah but I feel like for my family it's like it was very equal like it wasn't like that like I feel like my dad had a lot of the what is it called a lot of the stereotypical masculine roles but my mom still like contributed financially but not so much emotionally and that's that's where my mama trauma is (laughs) if I had to make a connection to Megan, why it's your dad, and then Paula, why it's your mom. And for me, it's my mom. I think it's because our parents, like, those figures, they're all the same lineage. So I think that that's what they saw growing up. And those were the personality traits that they saw that was modeled for them, and that's what they took on, and they all executed it in their own way. Because my mom is that way. She's a princess. My dad, like, waits on her hand and foot. There's a big inequality at home. So, like, I think it's based on what they saw. Because what is it, like, in the Philippines, you know, all the men did everything for the woman. And, like, my dad was the youngest boy, mm-hmm. so he was used to catering to everybody else. True. But he also, like, you know, the youngest boy gets the most love, too. Yeah, that is very true. I mean, I don't know how it was. Well, actually, no, not really. No. Because Tita Aiming was the one that took care of my dad. Wait, so what about you? Because we do have Thalia in the room. So. I thought I was just an audience. No, I mean, no, we're very like, interactive. I, I, I'm curious to find out your perspective. Oh, well, I come from a single parent household. So my mom is very masculine, and therefore I am also very masculine. She has <laughs> taken on every single role, and so I feel like I also have to do the same thing. She's like, You have to be an independent woman. You can't rely on a man to do anything. If you can't do stuff by yourself, then you're worthless. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's one way to do it. Yeah, so now when we're in, like, what is this, a recession, right? Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything is expensive and life is hard and I can't do everything on my own. I'm like, oh, I'm worthless. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mom. Love you. And she's a Virgo, so she's very, like, specific in the way that she wants everything. Yeah. Otherwise, you will hear it. So, yeah. Was that, like, even, like, growing up and then now as an adult? Was it the same for you? Yeah, she's basically been a single mom my whole life. Like, she's, like, dated around, but for my whole life, she's been a single mom. So she's been both mother and father. Mm. And so I feel like there's also, like, a thing that you have to think about where it's, like, okay, where did this come from on their end? Mm -hmm. But it's also hard when they're, like, putting trauma on you to then think about, well, what trauma was put on them to cause them to be this way towards you. Yeah. So But that's what makes us noble. It's a lot to unpack, honestly. Yeah. Giving everything everywhere all at once. Oof. Ooh. Oh, my God. Love that. Love that. You can only give so much empathy, though, because at the same time, 
if, if you're giving so much empathy that you're justifying all of the negative things that have happened because of their actions, it, that's where it gets hard, I think. And it's a matter of, like, you have to make time and energy for your own inner peace. Like, even mm. if, like, for example, for me, it means, like, distancing myself from my parents. But in the end, I'm the one who has to live with myself, like, my whole life. So I might as well learn how to be happy with myself and, like, me only. Like, even as a child, like, getting into the root of it, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I was lacking is just that maternal affection and acceptance because my mom was just generally not present in my life because she was working. She worked, like, evening hours when I would be home from school. It would just be, like, me, my brothers, and my dad, and or, like, a tita or aunt or uncle or whatever. Um, so she wasn't really in my life too much, but when she was, it was always like, wear this, dress like that, look like this. And it was like very, like that shit stuck with me, you know? And I feel like now that dad had passed because they had that equal role in their life. She's taken on a lot of my dad's characteristics and is way more chill now compared to like the way she was back then. I, I don't know what it is in her perspective, obviously, but there's more of a, well, they're an adult, I can't really, I could say what I want, but they're not going to listen to me anyway, acceptance from her, but. So in one word, what makes a good mother? That's funny, because I was also thinking back to that question. <laughs> if I had to say what makes a good mother, I think the first thing that comes to mind is unconditional love, and then over mm. time, um, seeing how much of an impact bonding is with the child, like at a young age, because I, I, Based on stories, I apparently didn't have that, and apparently it makes a big difference. I've been reading on it, and if you know you don't have that when you're an infant, it kind of sets the tone, just saying. <laughs> Valid. You? No, I absolutely agree. I was going to say that, too. In one word, if I could sum it up, a good mother is someone who is unconditional. Because, like, even when you think about, like, okay, whatever belief you have, right? So my belief is there is a higher power. I call him God. That's how I define him. And I feel like God is that mother and father figure who loves unconditionally. You know, there's the sense of no matter what I do in this life, no matter what choices I make, I'm never abandoned. I'm never fully alone because I know he's there. Yes, for sure. Can anyone say that they've felt abandoned by their mother? <laughs> yes. Exactly, yeah. so that's not unconditional yes. love. That's not it. <laughs> yes, yeah. If God wouldn't abandon us, then exactly. Like, why yep. did? Why do we feel that sense of abandonment? Yeah. Um, unconditional love is not there. I was going to say um, <laughs> empathy mm. because I feel like a lot of the times, and I don't know, maybe this is like a generational and cultural thing, but obviously a lot of the older generation don't believe in, like, mental health. Being a real sickness and I feel like if there was that empathy that understanding that you know not everybody's mind is the same I feel like there would be a lot more openness and just willingness to understand and accept which also goes back to conditional love this is Megan by the way this is Paula this is Leanne Lyon I think it does take time though to learn empathy and to have to understand why people are the way they are but I think it's like generations don't have the patience or the or don't want to look for the time to understand because it wasn't done for them this is Talia by the way hi nice guest audience (laughs) (laughs) how are you feeling is it going how yes 
Try no, it. okay. Well, Last note uh, to say. Uh, <laughs> are we? Are yeah. We, oh, okay. Off no. Segment. Don't get me wrong. I love my mom. I love her with all my heart. And I think that's where the complication comes from because we are the generation that's becoming aware of things that they were not aware of because we're doing the healing work that they never did. Not of their fault because there was no education and what we know now today for our own mental health. And I will always be there for her because I'm her única hija, her one and only daughter. I do feel there is a sense of spirituality with it where I've heard it before and I do believe it in myself that we are our souls, our true essence. We choose the parents that we have. Wait, can you explain how we chose our parents? <laughs> Talk your shit like, so, like, wait, you're saying I chose my yes. mother? She said, I don't remember too Yeah. Many. I don't remember yeah. the, the character I, I, voting well because, <laughs> well, because before we came into this earth, we had to lose all sense of memory because that's the, the game of life. You come into this earth not knowing your purpose, but finding it, your in your own way. Were you an on-time baby? I was not a planned baby. But, like, did they know you were coming on your birthday? Oh, no, I was supposed to be a February baby. See, you came a little earlier, but maybe you forgot to choose. <laughs> I just got so high. But also, I was listening, and I'm like, whoa, that's, like, super existential, dude. I know, I think <laughs> that's why it took a while for me to come <laughs> It, like, took a second, because I was, like, I see things in my head, like, star, like, you know that meme with the red string, and the guy's, like, like, that one, you know, um, and then he goes, ah, ah, ah. I feel like that was you, and I'm just, like, huh, yeah. It's giving conspiracy theory. It's giving conspiracy, but, like, truthful. But, like, um, genuine. But, like, genuine. Yeah, I mean... But do, do you have anything to say about that or anything additional, Leanne slash Diane? I don't know. I think I'm going to have to sit on that genuine conspiracy theory <laughs> because I... I forgot she's sober. <laughs> <laughs> because I have to, like, think of, like, okay, so if then I chose them, then... I mean, yeah, I guess I could see it. I just never thought of it that way, so that's interesting. Because, okay, well, okay. No, no, I believe you. Like, <laughs> when... No, when you think about it, right? When you think about it, like, life is about learning things and gaining knowledge from what we've learned and then spreading it to the next generation after us. So think think about it how, like, our parents were, like, the guinea pigs and then the generation after them were the next kind of 2.0 upgrade to the first one. Uh, I I guess, like, I, the, in a parallel well, way that I see it, the way you do, is that, like, oh, God put me on Earth, like, as my parents' accident because he thought that I could break the general trauma that comes after yes. that. Yes. Yeah, that's so, exactly. Okay. I would not say I chose my parents, though. But I feel like we do, in a way, choose them because it's like, I know how to handle these people because I've overcome it and I'm oh. the higher level version of there i don't think i know how to handle my parents yet yet <laughs> but I'm honestly yet. honestly though like i feel like but you're, i'm learning you're in, doing in therapy. no honestly honestly you're doing such a great job because you could have chosen to be just like your mom but you're not 
So you're breaking the patterns. You've you're breaking the generational. You're doing it for your parents and for yes. your future kids. Yes. Yeah, but it, I believe it all had to happen after I put the trauma on my siblings first. Because if I didn't have my siblings, I'm pretty certain I would have put it on my kids. But I did it to my siblings because of our 11-year and 8-year age gap. And my parents basically made me a third babysitter. So I put all my resentment on the on my siblings. I call them the kids like they're mine. On my siblings because hmm. I couldn't do so many things as, like, a high schooler because I had to take care of them. No, but that's the thing. Like, I think that's why, like, the universe gives you. Like, that's why I also gave my siblings mental health problems. But, then hmm. you but that's not your fault. Yeah, I came to I came to terms with that, thankfully, but it's, like, it's hard because I'm, so, like, I'm, and I'm so grateful for my siblings, and I tell this to them, too, like, I'm so grateful that we have each other to get us through each other's trauma, and I'm sorry that I put trauma on you guys, but I'm so grateful that I know enough now to not put it on my future kids. But, see, that's also a reason why you're put here, right, with this, the, the family that you have is so that you can learn that, and yeah. you're already breaking that generally, gener, you got this. gender, gender, <laughs> you are already breaking that generational trauma, starting with your siblings, you know? So it's not all for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why life is so beautiful, because even through the bad things that happen, there's still something good in the end that we can take away from it. And there's always an opportunity for growth, and there's always an opportunity for good change to happen. So that generational trauma can be broken and then turned into something better moving forward. Yeah, I have a great relationship with my mom nowadays, but also because I don't see her. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. It really does. Also, she's very self-sufficient. Amazing. So, like, it's, it's great. All the things I didn't like about my mom were things that she didn't give me. Like, that emotional support, um, like, her lack of presence, and then it was... Like, she would get to that point, like, where are you? Why aren't you home? But in, like, a negative, smothering way. And she gave me attention in the ways I didn't want. But now she's not doing that anymore, and it's, like, a vibe. But do you think it's because she's grown or because you're grown? Like, I think because you're an adult now? Both. Both. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a really good point, too, Talia. Because that was Talia. Thanks. I'm Talia. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I think that's a really good point because, like... When my dad died, my mom really, like, a lot of the times, like I said, it was very 50-50 for them. But then she was taking the brunt of the work, you know? Like, okay, my husband's not here. He used to do the taxes. Now I have to do it myself. Uh, my husband's not here, so now I have to use the computer all by myself. How do I do that? And it was great because she would ask us, oh, show me so that I can do it myself. Oh, that's um, amazing. I mean, sometimes she still comes downstairs to help me. To help her with uh, the insurance stuff, but that's it. Because she doesn't know which buttons to click. But besides that, like, she drives herself. She she does a lot of her own shit. And she leaves me alone, which is nice. But then she cares the right amount. Except when she, she still doesn't give me validation, but that's okay. I have Instagram for that. I think she has a better understanding of boundaries growing up. And kind of, like, what actions she would do that would make you distance. Mm-hmm. So you guys kind of found your balance, which is amazing definitely I feel like she definitely knows a lot more in terms of like oh I know what not to say around her because I know it'll like really really upset her 
I wonder if, like, that's where she does have empathy. Because if it were my mom, she it would just turn into, like, a, well, where can I hold power elsewhere? Because balance isn't really a thing with her. I feel like my mom learned a lot of it from my dad. Because my dad was always the more empathetic one with me. He knew a lot of my mental mental health shit and mom didn't. I felt like she didn't give a shit. And she always made, like, these microaggressions towards it. And, like, after he died, like, she became more understanding towards it. Probably, I feel like, because she knows what depression feels like now. <laughs> Wait, funny story. <laughs> so, so it was me, my mom, Pete the Floor, your mom, driving to the cemetery. <laughs> your mom's talking about how um, she doesn't want to go anywhere. She's so tired all the time. And then your mom mentioned, I don't know how I could do it. I'm so, I, you know, depression is real. Depression is really real. And I sat there like, yeah, depression is really real now. Now you know. And then my mom was like, yeah, you don't want to eat. You don't want to go out of the house. And I'm like, yeah. Do you guys feel like you validate their mental illness now that in a way that like they never got before? I would say so. Wait, can you repeat can that? you repeat that? Okay. Do do you guys feel like that you now validate their mental illness in in a way that like the previous generations never validated it for them before? So oh. now they're more understanding of you. Yeah. Well, yeah. For in my mom, yeah. Yes to the question. The answer. I don't know. <laughs> yes, a little bit. Yes, in that order. Honestly, honestly, my mom would be like, huh. Huh? If you you try to explain it for her? Yeah, no, my mom wouldn't be able... I feel like they have... They don't have as much of an emotional capacity as we do, so if we try to explain it for them, it's, like, over their capacity. That's why I'm saying, like, 50-50, because, like, my mom will get me snacks when I'm sad. When I'm sad, I'm like, I'm feeling depressed. She goes, why? And I'm like, just because. She goes, okay, so go take a nap. Like, she does things like that, but then it's also, like, yeah, I'm just feeling sad. What for? Me, Pola, my mom could never. Same. Me, Leanne, Leanne. <laughs> my mom would be like, depressed? What What do you have to be depressed about? You have a You have a job. You have a boyfriend. You have blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, reenactment. Anna, uh, what, what, what depression? What, what do you mean? And a reenactment. This is Pola. <laughs> this is Megan. I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> I feel like a lot of their issues, though, were never validated, and, like, they were forced to kind of, like, push through, especially, like, in a matriarchal society, where it's, Mm -hmm. like, the moms are kind of the backbone of a lot of the families, so they're, they don't understand how to be, like, oh, well, you need a day off? Take it. They're, like, you need a day off? Well, then, you need to cry while you're working, and you're, like, no, you could just take a day off, like, you could just not cry while you're working. That's so true because I don't, I don't remember my mom ever wanting to take a day off just because she wanted to. Yeah. I think she always felt obligated to have to work because she was the only one. That makes so much sense. I don't think my mom's yeah. ever taken a day off unless it was like a vacation. Yeah, unless it was like an urgent thing too because like I don't remember. Meanwhile, I'm here planning my next mental health day. <laughs> Wait, so Leah, what Same. was your question again? Do you think that you kind of validate their mental health issues now and kind of are like, because oh, like your understanding of mental health issues, do you feel like they had issues that they never had validated beforehand? And For now sure. you kind of are like, hey, it's okay to feel sad. Blah, I, blah, blah, blah. I could, yes. I could definitely validate it. But if mm-hmm. I did it to my mom's 
face, she would justify why she did all the things she did. She'd be like, see, because I went through that, that's why I was so hard on you. Like, you know, and it's just kind of like, at the end of the day, I think every inner child is just looking for an apology. And I Mm. I, I believe that's kind of something I don't foresee getting from my mother specifically, just because she wouldn't out of a place of pride Mm -hmm. or ego, because it means admitting to her faults and like, I could validate her things for her, but, I don't know, ego is just so strong over the, over time for them. Yeah, especially if they have nothing or no one to, like, humble them and suppress it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> talking about moms, are you guys godmothers? <laughs> I ask because we're all godmothers. Yeah. <laughs> As if we aren't related and we don't know this about each other. I, because I'm always just one out of 12 godmothers for all my godchildren, <laughs> that's why I'm not really the best, because I'm also not the one who's legally put on paper, so I'm kind of like, oh, you made me a godparent so you can get money out of me. Mm. That's fine. For, first off, not all, but, you know, do I love them unconditionally, and do I support the kids to be, like, who they believe they're meant to be? Of course. How many godkids do you have? This is Megan. Leanne has four. Me, Pola, I think I have three. I have technically three, but I treat another one like a fourth because three the, there's three of them that are siblings, so and then another one. So just those. But I me, Pola, I I don't know. I, I have this like just natural way of like treating everyone like they're my kid. That's so true. <laughs> like every little kid is your kid. Yeah. Where where are your kids? Yeah. Mommy? <laughs> Mommy. But I also think I'm like, I don't, let's say I'm not a good godmother, but I don't make time for the little kids in my life because I'm trying to make time and heal the inner kid in me. And I think like that's just, it's so time and energy consuming and sometimes I don't have the energy to give it back and I feel like that's why I'm okay with um, not being a mother right now. But I hope I can get to a place internally where everything will, will happen the way it's supposed to. I feel like it's totally fine that you're working on yourself, too. And I think it, you know, everyone has a life, right? We can't always be with our God kids, especially if, like, they don't even live in the same country as you. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, that'd be happening sometimes. Like, you've got God kids, God kids in other countries, and you're just, like, you've never met them before, which is nuts to me. But, like, I totally get it. Uh, so I think it's fine, and I don't think you should feel guilty at all about that because, like, there's always time in the future, right? Yeah, Paula's nodding. Yeah, no, absolutely. If anything happens to your god kids, right? Like, I know you mentioned, Lion, Leanne, that you aren't prepared to be a mom, but, like, and, like, you're not, you're, like, one of 12 godparents. What if, like, God forbid, you're the last one? Are you ready to take on that role as parent, as a godparent, parent-godparent? It's one of those things where it's like you go on an interview and they ask you like, oh, do you know how to do this? And like my internal answer is like, no, but I can learn. And I feel like it goes hand in hand with that. I'm so good at Excel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so good at holding newborn infants. I don't know. I feel like because I'm an Aries, I just like, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Wow. She said someone inseminate her. She said someone give me a baby stat. Oh my. She's single, by the way. Not also, I love a challenge. So yeah, she's at it. Because I know I'm gonna do fucking good at it. So act like you don't want her, but really want her. Oh my god! And please. I gave, give her a, a really, really tough child. 
Listen, <laughs> whatever universe's karma is for me, I will fucking love that child like so much because that's just how I am. That's that's on unconditional love. What if somebody has a kid? Period. And is like, can you watch this kid for me? And then they run away, and you never. Okay, hear from listen, them again. listen. Ooh, oh, sorry. um, this is my, <laughs> mic. This is my <laughs> mic. I'm fucked up and high. She <laughs> can't like, even open her eyes. Those two bites I are hitting. Okay, oh, wait. That two big that ass bites. booty gummy is all I gotta <laughs> say is booty gummy. If I end up with a kid who's who ends up becoming a murderer, I will still love that kid. Would you turn them in? <laughs> what the fuck? I will stand by them. You would hide them, but I would turn them in. Okay, that's all I want to know. That's okay. We can trust you again. Just because I'm I'm their mother doesn't mean I am them. What you about what I mean? emotional harm? Well, I would trust myself to know that I. Have helped them emotionally. <laughs> Honestly, if they didn't harm anybody and they committed a crime, like Listen, gr- some larceny, at the steal end, that car, girl. They got insurance. I don't care. At the end of the I'm day, at the end of the day, they're grown ass adults. It's their life. It's their decision. They're nine. <laughs> I'm just you're a fucking mom. a smart ass nine year old. Okay, listen, fix listen. Your shit. I don't have kids because I want something out of them. Don't get caught. Bye. Lane, would you be prepared to be a parent, godparent? Like, if uh, if I got, if I stopped getting my period and I just became a parent? No. Like, like if you're the godparent, no. the god <laughs> the godkids parent, you know. And they're like a teenager. They're like 16. You ready for a 16-year-old in your life? Uh, I think of like my male godchild. Yes. I would give him the world, actually, because he's been through a lot of shit. Other girl godchild, on the other hand, I don't know. Her morals are a little. I'd fight with her a lot, is what I'm saying. But then you can. I was gonna say you can fix her. Do you think that comes from mama trauma drama? Probably. Ooh. And just my my Virgo rising of think have of being structured in terms of like no like things are this way. It's hard, and that's why like that's something I'm even still trying to figure out with my students. Like, not to say I fight with them, but we go back and forth like why didn't you do this? And I'm kind of like, because this is how I do it. And this is what I'm teaching you to do. So you should do it this way. But it's, I have to understand that like, kids can make mistakes. (laughs) Yo, I feel that so hard because I have like three year olds trying to play Candyland and they're just like going left and right and up and down. And I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to follow the cards. Yeah. It's like things like that. It's like, I have to like, I ground myself just by being like, not that serious. They're not my kid. I send them home. But as per 16 year old godchild, Tomorrow, 16-year-old, on your doorstep. You're the parent. You gotta it depends which one. Is it the male or the female? Both of them. Both of them at, at the, the same, same time. time? At the same time. I would probably give one to my parents. <laughs> <laughs> that's respectable. You know, that's because I think you need to know your limits. Because yeah. I think they would do a better job, and I think I would do a half-ass job, and I'd rather put them with someone who I think would have more time and resources for them. So the girl, God, kid, is when your parents are gone. Yep. <laughs> Out of here, boarding school. Bye. But if it, what if it was just you? Like I didn't have my parents to give yeah. him, to give her to, or your siblings. Um, I guess I'd figure it out, but I I don't believe I have the resources. I think it'd be an unfortunate situation for both of us. Honestly. It's only for two years, girly. Then you can kick them out with a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My oldest god kid is eleven. Yes, because if he makes it big in soccer, I can go to his games for free. Mm. Okay, but Megan, a 16-year-old, 
on your doorstep. They're pretty much developed at that point. They if have a lot of mine, stuff just kind of And then, concrete. like, by their 18, they're like, I don't fucking know you, bitch. Yeah, yeah they're like, oh, <laughs> fuck you. You're not my real fucking You're mom fucking anyway. You're old and stinky. Yeah. <laughs> my God. Who the fuck are you, Lola ass? And, like, I know my God kid, like, he's a, he's like a player. Like, he gets girls, apparently. I think that would stress me out. But I'd make sure he respects the women. Are you teaching safe sex or abstinence? Safe sex, bitch. Of course. We got insurance. Millennials. I love it. Do you want to be a mom? Oh, my God. Teen parent godchild. Yes, but not right now, bitch. Oh, you, audience Talia? Audience Talia, never in my life. I'm good. Okay, why? I have too much trauma to heal, and it's not not for me Mm. to now try to raise a child and not put... like my trauma on them yeah i don't think that i'm gonna be in a place where i am not either selfless enough or selfish enough to have a child and bring a new life into this world because it's kind of both like you're both selfless because you're like new life but you're also selfish because you're kind of like i want a child so like it's really not on them that you brought them into this world so you kind of have to be really unconditional with them and I don't think I'm very unconditional at this point in my life like with the 16 year old at your doorstep no fuck that 16 year old <laughs> oh, you're going okay. to someone else okay any child in any capacity. you're literally going you're going anywhere else I think I have it in me to be a good mom but I don't want to be yeah I don't no I just don't Ever. want to oh okay okay like I think I would be a great mom like I would really like devote myself give myself like I would be I would be that mom that's like I fucking had holes in my shoes because I would take care of you. Every last dollar went to you. I made sure you had the best school, the best clothes, the best blah, blah, blah. But I don't want to do that. I want to be about me forever. Okay. I feel you. like that... I didn't have that as a child. Like, okay, it wasn't is that ever... why, though? Yeah, I feel like it was never about me as a child. And so, like, I feel like now I'm trying to kind of heal that and be selfish because I always had to kind of, like, think about what everyone else was doing or what everyone else was going through. And even now my mom is like, but I sacrificed so much for you. I'm like, that's great. You wanted to have a kid. Like, I feel that very hard. I didn't give birth to you. It's not on yeah. me to now be empathetic to you based off of the choices you made. You had your whole life to be an adult. I just started. That's not fair. Do you want to be a mom in the future? Leanne Land? I do. You do? I do. Anytime soon? No. <laughs> I'm okay, but in the future, yes, because I do want to, I'm doing it, like, with the intention of I want to have a family, and I want to raise kids to be their own person, and, you know, if I, if if everyone has a purpose in life, I always said, like, my purpose was to change the world and bring kindness, and it's, like, if I could raise my child with that mindset, I feel like it's one way of helping to make the world a better place, and that's where I come from with that, so I'm, I'm hopeful. So maybe you did choose your parents to give you that trauma so that you could be better. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Fine. I'll give in to it. It makes sense. Maybe you needed that trauma in order to make you a better person. Mm. Where maybe. we go. <laughs> if we're if we're the upgraded version, I feel like, you know, it's our it's our mission to that. change our parents' minds. I love that you call us upgraded. Yeah. It makes me feel like we're the 2.0. Like Barbie there, 2.0. There's, there's got to be a reason why we resemble it. What we're. <laughs> there, there's got to be a reason why we resemble it. <laughs> resemble or are resemblant. 
that were similar to even the physicalities of our parents. We are the karma in their life. What kind? The bad kind. Because we are the tower moment for them so that they can choose for themselves because they have free will like we do to become better. And I feel like the more stubborn they are, the more we have to go harder on them. And at the end of the day, we're in the culture of Filipinos where we are kind of like have to always accommodate to them. So why not accommodate to them in the way we hold the power? We are the change makers. We don't have to do it the way they are doing. True, but then it's like, is your relationship with them at peace then? I think the peace part comes from like within. Like I have peace about the decision that I'm about to make by scolding my mother to be better. Because <laughs> can the relationship have peace if you're not at peace with what's going on? Like, if you're kind of just, like, being a people pleaser to your parent and going along with it to make them happy, is the relationship at peace? No. Ooh. So it's like, but either the relationship, in theory, can be at peace, or you can be at peace. Yeah. You're responsible for your own peace, I believe that. And I think, like relationships can come to like a draw Mm. in what way you can agree to disagree but um you know again what's most important is that you feel at peace with yourself because you can't force people to create or to agree with your belief system especially if it comes down to owning up to things that they've done that they feel righteous about that but you internally know was that like destructive to you um and I think the whole point of life maybe is to be constructive with your life. And sometimes it's, you know, you have to be destructive to get something out of it. But uh, it's like... Sometimes you need to destroy to create a new foundation for something new. That's true. It's just a matter of, like, if they're willing to water their own grass, too. I, like, everything just left my head. But I heard that last piece, and I heard it in my head, and I was like, that sounds good. <laughs> what was that, Megan? What was what? foundation to build something new wait no one asked me are you ready to be a mother no i am not <laughs> no one asked me no the one asked me fucking no the answer is hell no bitch do you want to be no ever uh, ever yeah ever. ask me in five years but right now ever but right now ever it's a maybe because like if that's not one. So where where does that yes come from? So the yes for what? 
So if it's a maybe, there's a yes in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. So what is, where years. does that yes the, come from? It comes from five years okay. from now. But where does it come from? Where does why? it come from? Yeah. Why, why, do I want to have why kids? is it a maybe and not just a strict no? Like, I'm a strict no, and I yeah. feel like everyone else is a yes. You're a maybe. So where does that, that possibility come from? Because John's really cute with kids. And, like, I think I'd be a really hot milf. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Honestly, I would look so hot, and I want to walk. I have this vision of you with a stroller walking through the park with your BBL. Actually, (laughs) bitch, I don't need a BBL because a bitch is all natural. That ass looking, that ass naturally titty, titty, that ass is ass, and she's sitting real right. BBL stands for big booby licious. Oh, ooh, hey yo, hey yo. So no, listen, I have this vision. Where I'm in my like late 30s, 40s, and John is looking really hot and he has a stroller with a baby or whatever in it. It could be a dog. I don't know. But there's something in there, right? And we're going through the park, Central Park specifically, right? So the flowers are real nice and I'm in the shade because I'm hot in the shade, but I'm also tan. So it has to be somewhere between like summer and fall. So I'm there looking like a hot bitch with a crop top and leggings because athleisure is still going to look good. Like, 10 years from now, and I look like a MILF, John looks like a DILF, and we have, like, a thing in the stroller. That's my vision. So it's giving September 2040, you and John, Grace Streaks, pushing a stroller on the Upper East Side. Looking hot as Looking at the leaves change. And do you know why we're in Central Park? Because we live near there. Yeah, Upper East Side. That's giving money Right on Park Avenue. That's my, I'm trying to manifest that. So that's where the yes is coming from. Okay, hot girl. I love the manifestation. Thank you. And then the no comes from literally everything else, including my job and the mama trauma. The no comes from being a mother. The yes comes from being a milf. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God. That's a great way to put it. That's incredible. You know, you can be a hot older woman without having a baby. Yeah, but it's the dilf part too. See, that's why I say it could be a dog or a cat. I didn't say I'm a mother. I to appreciate a child. the openness to what's in the stroller. I'm she said there is something in the stroller. To anything. It can be an it. I don't. It can be a whatever. But I am going on hot girl mom walks. I'm going on. I'm going on milf walks. I'm really high. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of mom would you want to be? This is Paula, and I'm so fucking high like that would you like to be a high mom i would like to meet the mom (laughs) that's like a cool mom but also still responsible would you let your kids and their friends drink in in your house all of you that no all of those who said that they would be a mother would you be like the cool mom that's like you can drink in my house i'd rather you drink under how old honestly i have to know when they were born and then i can decide So I'm going to have a baby in July so that I can have a Pisces daughter. Only if it's but if it's a if it's if it's, you know, a cusp, you know, I'd rather have an Aquarius male. So if he (laughs) If it's a Libra Scorpio cusp, fuck no. Hell no. I think I would do really well with a fire sun child. So would you let your kid drink like at the house? How old are they? Mm, 15, 16. Yeah. If I have a good relationship with them, then yes. What's a bad relationship with them? The relationships we had with our own parents? Yeah. Boom. (laughs) 
I was told, Megan, that your house was the drinking house as, like, underage drinking. Because Kuya is, like, eight years older than us. And my dad was really chill about it. He would rather we drink at home than outside. My mom was the stick in the mud growing up. Always. So whenever my dad said, go ask your mom, I knew it was going to be a no. So I just went, I just was like, okay. I Does never your asked. mom drink? No. My mom doesn't drink either. She'll drink like wine. She went on a wine kick because she was like, oh, this is good for my heart, whatever. So she did that for like three months and then she stopped. And like we went to the Philippines. She had a pina colada and she was lit. So she'll drink sometimes. I feel like that moms that drink are funner. They're more like she's open. so fucking funny when she's they're more drunk. like open minded when they drink. She's Moms hilarious. that don't drink are so strict and like kind of crazy. Yeah. How do you feel, Lee? Maybe like you're born. Oh no, like my mom drinks, but it's really like just the time that she has a freaking Seagram's wine cooler in her hand is the only time she'll be like open minded. But then like the second like it's the next day, as if it didn't happen. And then like my boyfriend's mom doesn't drink, but she is the woman who's taught me unconditional love for your kids. So that's where, like, I see the disparity. Mm. Like, she's she's so different, and I don't know. I love her. And she's the reason. She's everything she is taught me what I want to be, at, like, as a mom. Your mom is giving suburban white mom. My mom? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She she drinks a Seagram's and then <laughs> she catch her with a wine lit. cooler. Mm, that's the only time she's really, really chill. Half a bottle and drunk. Wait, you mentioned what kind of mom you wanted to be, right? I told you, I just want to be a MILF. But, like, a good one. I feel like a lot of my developmental classes taught me about what it's what helps being, what helps emotional and mental development. So, whatever my textbook says. Leanne, what kind of mom would you like to be? Yeah, warm, nurturing, and unconditionally loving, safe space. <laughs> would you let your kids underage drink in your house? To be honest. I would want them to be so open with me that they would, like, I would want them to feel so safe and open with me that they are free to tell me wherever they're going because I, I feel like I'm just, I'm not in the mood for responsibility to, like, have them drink at my house. Yo, I felt that too. I don't know, though. I think it would be circumstantial. Have we touched on it? Yeah, what's the takeaway, bitch? <laughs> she can't even keep her eyes open. <sighs> my takeaway is I just really hope that if, God willing, I do become a mother, in some way, shape, or form, <laughs> I hope that I'm a good one. <laughs> Amen, period. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. My takeaway is that, I don't know, moms are, like, dope. Moms and mother figures are pretty dope, you know, if... Mothers are essential in your development. What do you think, Brian, before I forget what I'm going to say? I was going to say, I think being a mother is a privilege, and I think that anyone who gets to have that title should just keep that in mind. Like, it's such a privilege not everyone gets to have, and to be, to honor that name of being a mother, and that just because you gave birth to a child doesn't make you a mother, and it's about, like, being maternal and having unconditional love and just being that safe space, not just keeping your kid physically safe, but being an emotional safe space for them. My takeaway is exactly what, like, Lion said, sort of, but yeah, but, like, more, <laughs> but, like, more, like, like, not everyone gets to be a mom or have that title, but I feel like if you are a mother in any capacity, like, pet mom, a mother figure, a maternal figure, I think that 
really is a testament to your character more than, you know, being your biological mom. Um, and, you know, some moms, sometimes moms just do the best with what they have. Yeah, yeah. And it may or may not cause some issues, but you also need to meet them where they are because the same way we have our issues, they have theirs. Yes, and that's really important to keep in mind, especially since we talked about unconditional love and, like, empathy. Like, I think it's important to know where they're coming from because, obviously, none of us are moms right now. And, like, we have a lot of respect for moms and people who act as mother figures to other people. Um, So, you know, I think it's important to know that they're trying their best. Yeah, and I feel like our moms' life lessons that they didn't learn, we came on Earth learn for ourselves and for them to help them because they couldn't learn what we were able to if that makes any sense yeah for sure and then I'm sure the generation after us which would be our own offspring or not they would be the ones next to teach us the life lessons that we couldn't learn in our timeline because we were so busy learning the lessons that Mm -hmm. our generation before that couldn't yeah. Anything else? Any other last words, friends? Stop, <laughs> bitch. I'm so high. <laughs> Bro, took two happy, big ass pieces. Happy birthday. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, Happy Mother's Day. I did the echo. Dang, Mother's Day shit. <laughs> Being a mom is hard. Being a mom is hard. We Being get that. Parents is hard. Influencing a child is really fucking hard, man. Man, doing that shit on Sims gets me so fucking pissed. That's a lot, and you can't motherload real life. You can't motherload real life. That shit is life. fucking hard, man. Yeah. And notice how they say it's motherload, not fatherload. Period. Period. Amen. Period. Also, on that. if you're a motherfucker, then you don't fucking give a fuck. You know what I mean? Fuck. Fuck. Mother. Mother. Fuck. Fuck. Mother. Mother. Fuck. Fuck. Noise. 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 <laughs> anyway thanks for joining us on high table talk and and don't forget don't forget to stay <laughs> wait was it don't cry stay high yeah oh shit <laughs> ready one two three don't, don't cry, cry stay, stay high, high. bars down right now. Go. Boom. 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 I don't know what. Spray your bars. Boom. 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 Tangina mo po. <laughs> po.